saying this area is like a war zone. I mean, drug dealers, gang fights. Until next time, I'll tell the temp service to send us to Beverly Hills, okay? Orville Ketchum's a guy that was involved in that sorority house massacre a few months ago. I heard he tried to rescue those girls. Yeah, it's got to be the same guy. How many Orville Ketchums can there be? That guy's a certified grade-A psycho. Why don't we count the rest of this stuff upstairs and do the inventory in the office? That's a lot of extra work. It'll be worth it to get out of this hellhole. He was on the verge of splitting his own soul into three parts. An unheard of practice. You can't be serious. Deadly serious, Miss Shawley. And if one of those boxes is ever opened again, the evil spirit can escape into the world and inhabit anybody it pleases. Hi, I'm Spice Williams Crosby from Fatal Games, and you are listening to Hysteria Continues. And indeed you are. Welcome back to The Hysteria Continues, episode 123, 123 episodes we've done so far. We're about to do the 123rd. And um, we're going to be going up, skyrocketing to uh, into the clouds with Hard to Die. Um, scantily clad ladies with big boobies and machine guns battling demons in a kind of slasher-esque um, homage, I kind of guess is a good way to describe it. But um, this is one of Nathan's picks. Nathan, so um, are you proud of yourself? Uh, this is one of the most brilliant films that I've ever chosen for the podcast, so yes. Well, there you go. We'll be back to listener picks um, after this uh, one, and we'll be telling you what we're going to be going back to next time, but at the end of the show. But uh, before we do that, Nathan, anyway, how are you doing on this fine day? Um, I'm doing very well, just aside from the usual allergy issues. Oh, so y- your head's not any better? Yeah, it's congestion mostly. Okay, okay. Well, hopefully you'll be... How long... We spoke about that before, haven't we? The allergy season is upon us, isn't it? Yeah. And they said this is the worst one in a long time, so Gosh. I believe it. Okay. Well, sorry to hear that. But, um, Eric, are you allergic to anything? Plasters. Are you? Yeah. Really? So what do you... The adhesive, the adhesive on them makes me break out in a rash, yeah. Gosh, so what do you put on the on a you, get, you can get special um, non-allergic ones, but they don't stick very well. Yeah, that gives you me. Know, an you, do, you do the washing up, and the plaster comes off your hand, kind of type thing. So. Right. Okay. Well, that kind of gives me an idea. If we ever did do a, a slash movie version of the show, then um, somebody, the killer, could bump you off the plasters, wrap your head to. I don't think plasters. I'd die from plasters. We might do if you have the whole lot, the whole body wrapped in plasters, like mm. um, like in, is it Doctor No in that woman's um, Goldfinger? Goldfinger, yeah. Goldfinger, yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, well, Joseph, how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? I'm not too bad. It's, it's almost like it's summer-esque here. It's, it's summer-esque here as well. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's very hot here, and uh, last night our air conditioner decided to go out, so I have to call my super sometime today to hopefully get it fixed because there's no way I'm going to deal with this with a 90-degree weather. Ooh, okay. Wow. So, so you're going to, going to strip down to your lingerie, do you think? Oh, I already am, baby. <laughs> well, yes, well, we'll be coming on to uh, The Hard to Die uh, a little bit later. But before we do that, <laughs> what? Hard to die. Mm. Coming on to it. Well, ah, well, I, it, it's, it kind of it lends itself to the kind of do l'entendre, really, doesn't it? But um, It does. Oh, somebody's pinging oh, in the background. Yeah. Sorry, I had a program running on the background. 
Sorry, that's on okay. my computer. Um, well, okay. Well, let's talk about uh, what we've been watching recently. Sex. sex. You've been watching sex, Eric. What kind of sex no, have you been watching? Say, let's talk about sex. Like salt and <laughs> Baby, peppers, just let's talk about you and me, Eric. Well, well, Eric, what have you been watching recently? Okay, well, the, the only um, horror movie I watched really was Dead, Dead Snow, which I'd never seen before. It's mm. Norwegian... 2009 uh, Nazi zombie movie. Mm. Um, I don't recall it getting brilliant reviews, so it's one I never sought out, but I did pick up the DVD for one pound, one pound sterling uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, it was on sale with no sleeve or anything, so uh, I was watching that for the first time last night. Pleasantly surprised. I find it really entertaining, really great fun. Very much a Norwegian version of Evil Dead. It's seven people in a cabin in the snowy wilderness of Norway. Um very, very gory once it gets going. You have people with getting their eyeballs gouged out and uh, one character slices off his arm with a, with a chainsaw at one stage in a homage to Evil Dead 2, I reckon. Um, I found the whole thing just hugely, hugely entertaining. Um, and far, uh, by far the most entertaining movie I've watched this week, Nathan. Um, <gasps> I, <laughs> I think that is horrible. What? Like, it, you, you're totally, like, uh, making fun of Hard to Die there. I don't I, think I, I can't read between those lines. I might have watched Hard to Die last week. It mightn't have been this week. So I'm just oh. saying. It might be. But well, you be. singled me out. It's the best oh, movie yeah. I watched this week, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> there's also there's a great um, um, subversive... Uh, uh, it subverts the, the tropes of the genre by having the big fat schlubby guy who's into horror movies getting off with the hottest chick in the cabin. They have sex in the toilet. Um, which is unusual for the genre. Um, not saying I don't like uh, that. I want to have sex myself because I'm a fat schlubby guy who likes horror movies. I don't want to have sex with hot chicks in toilets. So, but I just like the idea that if I was that way inclined, that would be available to me. Now, would you have uh, sex with a toilet, Eric? I think I might. A cat, a, a flushing toilet with a cat on it. Oh, that's really turning me on, Joseph. <laughs> oh, Eric, calm down. Yeah. Um, so I'm not actually. It's 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 incredibly well made. I don't know what the budget was, but I imagine it was low. But it looks it looks really really good. I'm not surprised the director was pilfered for um, by Hollywood. He did uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which was a decent enough movie. I mean, there's that whole subgenre of um, fairy tales made into sort of more adult uh, horror movies that's come out in recent years, and I thought that was a pretty decent one. I mean, they're not. It's not an essential watch by any means, but I, I was really impressed with Dead Snow. So I'm probably going to seek out Dead Snow too. Uh, Red and Dead, is that what it's called? Um, something like that. It's quite uh, it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Sorry? Red, Red Snow 2 is quite um, entertaining as well. Is it? Yeah. What well, Did you like the first one? Yeah. I was really pleasantly surprised at how entertaining it was because, as I said, it didn't come with a, with a great sort of flurry of brilliant reviews behind it, as far as I remember anyway. I mean, I, mean, I remember people saying it was decent, but I don't remember anyone saying it was brilliant now, so I was quite surprised by how good it was. Yeah, well, Dead Snow 2 is kind of slightly more expensive in so much as kind of, I think it's got a bigger budget and there's a kind of more mayhem. So it's just like bigger in every way, really. We've got like Nazis in tanks destroying towns, that type of thing. Oh, cool. So, yeah. No. So well, that's, the, yeah, that's the only horror I, I, I watched this week, I'm afraid. Well, apart from another one, yeah. Mm, well, we shall come on to that in a little bit. So, um, Joseph, how about you? I've not really watched anything this week, unfortunately. Um, although I have seen Dead Snow, and uh, I liked it a lot. I haven't seen the second one. I keep meaning to, because uh, I love the first one so much. But, uh, no, unfortunately, my, my horror movie habits this week have been kind of nil. 
I am mm, actually I think Dead Snow was on Netflix USA, but Justin, I've just discovered that. Well, my friend who has a VPN uh, device on his uh, iPad mm. has discovered that he can no longer access Netflix USA. Mm. Unfortunately, well, my friend, him. my friend has. Uh, well, I th- think that's a common problem, isn't it? Apparently, mm. people who try and do that. Yes. Yeah, so my friend is thinking of cancelling Netflix because my friend says that there's not a huge selection on the UK store that's worth, you know, subscribing to. Mm-hmm. And my friend says they might just go back to good old-fashioned piracy. <gasps> really? That's, that, what that's, my, that's what my friend says. That's yeah. outrageous. I would, well, I'd report your friends to um, the MPAA. But, but uh, I would, except he's really, really sexy and has a big willy. So I probably won't because he's really nice as well. Oh, Eric, you're Speak- so easily... You're, so, you're like a gangster's mole. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of piracy, um, as an aside, I got a, a letter in the mail from um, EPV, which is our internet provider, mm. saying that someone, uh, someone at our at my house had downloaded something, and the uh, I guess the distributor wasn't too pleased. So you know, I got to looking into it, and it was Law and Order SVU, and I'm like, what? I've never even watched that show. Mm. So I had to I basically, I think maybe someone had got onto my Wi-Fi, so I had to lock it down. You know, I thought it was going to be something like, hey, someone downloaded Island of Blood, and they're not too they're not too <laughs> fond of that. <laughs> Law and Order. I've never seen Law and Order. Yeah. Do you know how, is your Wi-Fi not password protected? Oh, it is. I mean, it was, it was locked down, but, you know, people are so crafty these days, I had to take, like, extra measures just to make sure no one could get on it. Absolute so. little minxes out there who'll just steal your Wi-Fi password. Mm. Yeah. No, you have to be careful, so they're not, they're not going to pursue you for... Like ten million. No, I told them I, you know, I actually had like physical proof and everything that, uh, you know, that I didn't do it and all that stuff. So you know, they, they said, well, you, we'll look into it. How can you physically prove you didn't do it? Because uh, according to the um, the statement, it has the IP address um, where it was downloaded and the time. And at that time, um, I was at work, and two, the, the the last two digits of the IP address did not match mine. Oh. So. Okay. So they, they 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 made a mistake, but they think someone still might have you know been using my Wi-Fi password. So mm. I like took extra preventative measures to make sure it didn't happen again. I mean, if you're going to download something off my Wi-Fi, do something better than Law and Order SVU. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's the latest of the the uh, hysteria continues piracy debates, the mass debate <laughs> we've been having. But um, um, thank you, Joseph. Uh, Nathan, how about you? Um, I saw the Vivitch, a.k.a. the Witch. Oh, and? Um, it was probably <laughs> like about, I'd say, 30 minutes into the film, and I started to think, I'm so bored. I don't know what the fuss is about. Like, I was ready to turn it off. I was just getting that bored. But then I started getting really into the storyline, and by the end of the movie, I really, really liked it. I thought it was actually really good, but it's definitely a slow burner. So you, uh, I say that if people are interested, stick with it. Don't, you know, give up because, I mean, I, I, I was just not really into it and until, you know, probably, you know, about the midway point till the end. I mean, then it got really, really good. So, I, I mean, I really liked it. I thought that it was uh, different. And um, it was one of those films that, uh, you know, uh, I actually discussed with Wes at length after it was over, and and we had our own different interpretations of it, which actually made for a fun discussion. So, have an Algonquin Roundtable discussion. Yeah, I miss those for this show. 
actually. I need to like come up with another question, mm. maybe, for our next show or something. I'll have to think about it. But yes, we did. Excellent. Well, we've we talked about that quite some length, haven't we, on the show? The Witch. I think we've all seen it now. Yeah. I just now like got caught up with it. Okay. I've not I've not seen it yet. Oh, um, you've not. I may watch that this week. No, mm. not yet. I'd like to rewatch it because I think, uh, as I said before, like the expectations would be different by with a rewatch. But I wasn't. Is uh, it on? Is it on demand, Nathan? Uh, yeah, but, um, it, it, it's on demand. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not good at uh, getting the films. I always ask Joe to get them for me. <laughs> but um, uh, I went to uh, Grant Grants, actually, and he rented it on um, Comcast on demand. Oh, so okay. that's where I, I got it at. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Nathan. Anything, anything else? Um, no, but I will say I have seen Dead Snow, and it's, it's really good. But it's just, it's no hard to tie. Let's just be honest. <laughs> that's, I'll, I'll give you that. It's true. That's true. Never Not much true is. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see the uh, the messy split in the group, isn't it? Yes, it's yeah. going to be fun. But I have a story about hard to die, and it might change your minds, but I'll tell you after we, I get all the opinions about it. Okay, right. Well, thank you, Nathan. Um, just a couple of things that I've seen. I saw uh, a film called The Forgotten, which isn't the um, the one with Julianne Moore from 2004, but this is a British, low-budget British um, one, which reminded me, I don't know if you ever read, Eric, have you read the um, Books of Blood by Clive Barker? I have, yes. You know, The Forbidden, because that was the one that was um, hell, not, based, Candyman. uh, Candyman's based on, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? So yeah. this is kind of very similar to that. It's called The Forgotten. It's set in a council not a council estate but like a tower block which is is derelict and a uh, a single father uh, and his teenage son kind of move into one of the empty apartments because he's going through the house and they're legally stealing the copper from the um from all the other empty apartments and um, where the son's staying he can hear somebody behind the walls and sort of noises uh, and he, he's gonna gets bullied in the in the um the estate and he kind of befriends as well as girl kind of perfect perfect befriends him and um they're trying to find out what's causing these strange noises uh it's quite it's quite good it's worth watch worth a watch it's quite a slow burn it's quite creepy not not brilliant but it's um yeah it was i thought it was quite effective is that one you've heard of eric no haven't heard of it i'm afraid that's okay i'm sure you guys probably haven't heard it on this in the states it's probably been released over there it's kind of a very british kind of low budget film no but um i I like the idea of Oh no! Echo, echo. it's back. It's... <laughs> and we're back um, without the echo, hopefully. So sorry, Joseph. You were saying? Oh, I was just talking about the the uh, the forgotten. Uh, I like the idea of uh, hearing something behind the walls. That you know that really worked well in the uh, in Candyman when Ruthie Jean was you know talking about the story. So I'd be interested in seeing that. Hmm. Yeah, it's worth a watch, definitely. Um, Something I saw which is kind of polar opposite. Um, I picked up the Scream Factory release of The Howling 2. Um, yes. Your sister is a werewolf or Sturber, she wolf bitch or whatever it was, but um, uh, which I, I, I've grown to um, appreciate and love The Howling 2. Uh, it's kind of not, it's, it's really shit, but it's very fun. <laughs> Movie, it really. is really shit, but brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and as we know, that Susan the Banshees turned down the. Um, uh, uh, they were offered to um, be the the live band in the kind of the goth club, and they turned it down. 
Although Shouldn't she have taken all the work she could get? Yeah, I thought she would have to. She didn't yeah. need it. She didn't need it. Um, you can see Toya in the background cleaning the toilets, but... Um... Shag off. <laughs> you little whore. Whore of Babylon. Um, using her hair as a bog brush. Um, oh, shut up. Well, actually, talking of Toya, because uh, funnily enough, well, it's an aside, uh, Top of the Pops. What are you going to say now? Yes. No, Top of the Pops were, um, as um, if you're not a British listener, Top of the Pops was uh, like a weekly chart show that was on the BBC One um, about 7 o'clock on a Thursday night, uh, or whichever night it was. And um, they're in 1981 at the moment. Of course, that was the height of uh, Susan Banshee's and Toya's chart success, really, wasn't it, Eric? I think it's fair yes, to say. Yes, I would say so. Um and so the last two weeks, both Toya and Susie, well, the creatures have been on both episodes, haven't yeah. they? And uh, last, the, the one I've just seen is the one with the Toya um, being uh, Bodice or Bodica on the back of the chariot, yeah. um, yes. which is the kind of Mad Max. Oh, was that pre Mad Max or was that Mad it Max? Was pre, it was pre Road Warrior, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But her hair, how does she get her, her hair so big? It's probably a wig. Do you think it's a wig? It probably is a wig. I but think it must be a wig. Yeah. It's the biggest... It's too outrageously big hair. Yeah. It's biggest hair I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's, it's kind of... Big it's, and fantastic. It's big and ginger. And um, and I, lo- I love the... Because in that video, there's an old man putting his hands over his ears, isn't he? Which I thought was a nice touch. <sighs> yeah, because he's listening to Susie record. <laughs> but I know he's listening to, um, you know... The ginger gonk on the back of a chariot. She's not. She's not a ginger gonk. <laughs> I think she is, Eric. Anyway, enough of Toya and Susie. Our listeners don't want to listen to you prattling on about that, Eric. Yeah, but... this will be the last episode we talk about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we promise. <laughs> After 123 weeks. Well, actually, um, uh, Joseph, you did mention, didn't you, that uh, Susie was trending on Facebook the other day? Yeah, so... for her uh, her birthday. Her it was in a yeah. trending top trending topic on Facebook. Yeah, we. Do, I, do, I, I did search for Toya, but I couldn't see her anywhere. But anyway, she's all over the internet. I think you'll find. If you put type in "celebrity cash in the attic" or "celebrity antiques road trip," and you'll find her. <laughs> okay, right. Well, we've, we'll do that afterwards. Um, Can I just mention hmm. Halloween news? Oh, what you is know it? the Halloween news? Oh, the Halloween news about yeah, John Carpenter. Blumhouse are, are going to yeah. reboot it yet again, but this time with John Carpenter as a producer and a creative consultant. Yes, which will be interesting. So it's been taken out of the hands of Rob Zombie. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, I don't. I don't know how good. Uh, I mean, John Carpenter's output in his latter years wasn't spectacular, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be the Halloween movie we're waiting for, but it can only be an improvement on the last couple. So. Yeah, I, I was kind of um, a bit sort of. Well, it'd be interesting to see because I, I'm kind of hoping John Carpenter's coming back to, to it for the right reasons rather than he's had a load of cash um, waved in front of his face. I, I don't know, but as he. Because um, they're getting um, Mike Flanagan to direct it, aren't they? Supposedly. Oh, yeah. Who did Hush and also Ascensia and Oculus. Oculus. Um, so, which I think could be, they're all kind of good films, although Hush was a little bit underwhelming. But um, I think he could probably pull off a good slash yeah. movie. What? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, playing, I, he's actually playing it with his band in Dublin in October, I think it is. And in Bristol as well. I mean, I, I really he? hope it's, yeah. yeah, I really hope he, you know, because he's had a bit of a career resurgence, hasn't he? Renaissance with his kind of lost soundtracks. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be great. I mean, it'll just be interesting to see what they come up with, but I, I, I don't know. I'm holding out hope for it, and I think it will be... Um, I can imagine people getting as excited as they did pre-Halloween um, H2O. 
you know when that, mm. when that film kind of came out i think people were really pumped for it and it's still like a fun movie but uh, it'd be it'd be difficult i imagine to ca- capture the the magic of the first one or even the second one but it remains to be seen but uh yeah. But um, yeah, well, thank you, thank you, Eric. I just got kind of one other thing. I've just been watching, um, which oh, is... sorry, oh. you should have said I haven't finished speaking yet. Well, I haven't sorry. finished speaking yet, Eric. I thought you had finished your recently seen. That's why I've interrupted with Halloween breaking news. Oh, sorry, that's okay. Like, I'll take it with more dignity and grace than Nathan does. Um, yeah. I was nicer than that, by the way. I went back and re-listened. <laughs> um, How dare you! <laughs> So the other thing I've been watching, I just started watching um, Penny Dreadful season three, um, which I really, really like. Penny Dreadful, I think it's it's really. How the good. hell did you get through season one? What do you mean? Did you not like? I hated it? season one. Oh. But everybody keeps saying that if I could get through season one, two and three is really good. Yeah, well, I thought but, season one was good. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know. I just got so bored with season one. Well, so you didn't get to see Josh Hartnett. Um, Shagging Dorian, Dorian Gray. Oh no, no, I don't, I don't believe I got to see that part. We we'll see there, see that. Is, is that a, watching. Is that real or is that just a dream you had? No, it's true. He does. It, Josh Hartnett's character. Um, um, Who plays Dorian, Dorian Gray? Gray. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's in the new Rocky Horror Picture Show. What? They're That's making a, a new film. Yeah, didn't you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, like a remake, or is it? Another yeah, movie? it's a remake. It's oh, a kind of, it's a TV movie, isn't it? So it's yeah, kind of, it's like a made-for-TV remake. It's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it out of curiosity. Yeah, um, but I, I would recommend Penny Dreadful. Eric, I'm surprised you haven't watched it. I haven't. No, it's, even though it's filmed in Dublin, I think I mentioned this before. It's filmed in Dublin, mm. um, and then the post production is done just down the road from me here. Okay, uh, but no, I've never watched it. Um, but. Eric, you could go be in it if it's filmed there. I could. Yeah. I could. I possibly am walking past in the background without knowing, you know, going to the supermarket. They've, they've got all you sorts could play of... In... Yeah, all sorts of oddities in it, so... Hey! You could play, you could play Penny. Or, dread, could play or Dreadful. dreadful. <laughs> no, no, I got there first. No, you didn't. Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> you could... I did. Well, you might need an instant replay on that one. Yeah. Photo finish. Yeah. What about you, Joseph? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Justin. Eric got there first. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I, I heard it. I heard yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, don't forget, I've got the editing button. So um, <laughs> so it's a moot point, really, uh, isn't uh, it? Anyway, no, I've not seen Penny Dreadful. Is it? Is it anything like the movie or is it just a different story? It's a completely different, different story. story. It's kind of oh, set, okay. I think we talked about it before, but very briefly, it's set in Victorian London. Uh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. but it's got all... I know that's what makes me go. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against that style and that time period. It's just when it comes to movies and TV shows, uh, I have a hard time like getting into it. Maybe when I if I sit down and watch it, I'd like it, but you know, that right there just kind of puts me off. I would, I challenge you to watch a couple, Joseph, and see what you think. It's not as it's not stuffy at all it's very gothic very dark okay. and very funny well see, see i like stuff like uh you know the the original uh the woman in black you know set in victorian times it's so, nothing, you know maybe i'll maybe i'll i'll yeah. give it a chance it's nothing something. nothing like woman in black i mean it's very stylized and very gory and very just tra- not trashy i mean it's very well done as well so hmm. but anyway enough of if Penny josh hartness wasn't in it and somebody you didn't like was in it would you still enjoy the series well there's a guy who plays dorian gray's quite uh, easy on the eye 
So there's quite a lot of. Uh, I, I would actually agree with that. Mm. Reeve Carney is his name. I've never heard of him. Is he a Carney? I wonder if he's related he like to Bridget a... Carney. Ponce. See, that's Paul Weller, 1981 hairstyle. Well, I know he's got. I know he's got ties to uh, Robert Carney from uh, Boise, Idaho. They're a they're a big family. Is this a Simpsons reference? I don't like, get. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting this. <laughs> no, I'm just. I just think the. Fun, I just think having the last name Carney is funny. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. I love, and Justin does this a lot. Is when somebody says something and nobody gets it. He like does this pause and then he goes, "Okay." <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, move on to the next bit. To well, keep all our... It's just all kinds of shade being thrown up today. I know. We, I feel like we're on an episode of Drag Race. Sashay. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna mute. I'm just gonna hit the mute button. And go back to sleep. See you later, guys. Nice. I can see, I can see, um, yeah, uh, Eric's wig hasn't blended at the front. All the What? <laughs> so, anyway, I think, should we move on? Should we move on to our feature presentation? And <gasps> Oh, yes. And, Nathan, you're going to come back in. As we couldn't find a trailer for Heart to Die, there is some, um, oh, uh, is uh, a clip here of some dialogue. Uh, to show you the Oscar-worthy Shakespearean gravitas of Hard to Die. Ta-da! Not bad, huh? You look like shit. Boobs are hanging out. Your hair is too red. You just plain ugly. <laughs> Will you guys keep it down? Yeah, the design on the box looks Egyptian to me. Although, what do I know? Egyptian, you say? Well, there's no writing or anything, just little patterns. Well, can you describe them? Well, to tell you the truth, they look a little strange. Like there's a row of bald-headed soldiers marching into a fiery opening. And there was no return address on the package? None. No note or anything inside? No. Hmm. Uh, Dawn, listen. And listen very carefully. I want you and the others to... Hello? Dr. Newton? Dawn? Dawn? He hung up. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if that was the end of the clip. I was so excited listening to it. I thought you were going to keep playing it. Because they go, how rude. Want a beer? Um, <clears throat> so, sheer terror, sublime suspense. While doing the inventory for a lingerie outlet in a high-rise office building, five buxom women are terrorized by a series of bizarre killings. They suspect that the strange janitor, thank you, Boomer, <laughs> right in the middle of my description. How rude. I know. Want the beer? <laughs> <laughs> They suspect that the strange janitor who witnessed another series of killings years back is at the bottom of the whole thing. Little do they know the real horror that they face in the end may be closer than they think. This movie is absolutely brilliant. I mean, there's nothing, there's no other way to describe it. Fantastic, amazing. I mean, what is the highest word of praise? Stripes. <laughs> See, Stripes agrees. So... I mean, I don't know the highest word of praise that we can use. 
So whatever the highest word is, that's the one I need to go with. Toya S um, is the highest word of praise. I think I think that's quite an apt description of this movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's an insult or not. Um, but I mean, um, I absolutely love the film. I think that um, Orville Ketchum is hysterical. Uh, I think it's funny how they decide to get the girls into the lingerie, you know, because they're down in the basement, um, you know, with the inventory. And then, of course, um, the sprinklers get set off. And so they get covered in like water. So, you know, what better thing to do than to have, you know, a, a long shower session and wear some of the lingerie and high heels for the rest of the movie while getting chased by the maniac. I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, I love that even throughout the whole movie, even when they know that they're being stalked by a killer, none of them think to take off these high heels. They always, um, you know, make sure to run in them and everything, which um, I think is um, another hysterical scene. I also love when at the end, you know, you've got um, the killer, spoiler alert, everybody, I want to spoil it. Um, The killer actually turns out to be... um, Diana, another uh, woman who's helping them, uh, she's actually possessed because they find the soul box and the spirit of Hockstetter, the serial killer, possesses her. And so she ends up being the killer. Um, And at the end, her and uh, the heroine uh, each grab machine guns and start firing at each other from about 10 feet away, but they can't hit each other. Which I, me and uh, my friend Melissa always finds hysterical that they can't hit each other shooting right at each other for about 10 feet apart. But Jackie, who's standing way off to the side, gets hit with a stray bullet, <laughs> which makes no sense. But, I mean, that's just another thing I love about the movie. And at the end, when Dawn is cowering in the hallway and the Diana's like descending upon her laughing, that's very creepy. It scared me when I was a kid when I watched this movie. I thought it was a scary scene as an adult, maybe less so. But when I was a kid, I thought it was, which was great. I also love seeing footage from the Slumber Party Massacre. Um, You know, because Slumber Party Massacre is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I thought it was funny how they worked it in uh, with that, you know, ridiculous commentary. Um, But, I mean, there's just there's so much stuff that can be said about it, but I don't want to say too much because I know you guys have your own opinions. And so to go to somebody who I believe might have a polar opposite opinion, I will start with Eric. Hmm. Well, I find it ironic that the film opens with a girl saying, please let it be over. Let's just leave it at that. Um, You know, back in the day, I reviewed Sorority House Massacre 2, which was Jim Wynorski's previous movie um, for Hysteria Lives. This is about 15 years ago. Um, And I was quite harsh on it, but uh, I revisited it um, in the last few weeks uh, in anticipation of Hard to Die, thinking that I would have changed my opinion, because my opinions, as we've said so many times on the podcast, have changed over the years. Uh, Films I didn't like back in the day, I tend to quite like now. But unfortunately, with Sorority House Massacre 2, I think I was spot on back then, because I still think it's uh, a decent sort of opening 10 and 15 minutes of setup, and then a really, really boring hour. And that's kind of my reaction to Hard to Die as well. I find it engaging for the first 15-20 minutes. I don't think it's an awful movie by any means, but I don't get this um, oh, this is one of Jim Minorsky's best movies oh, it's a really great Roger Corman flick blah blah blah, it's great fun. For me the first 15 minutes are great or not great, I should say, they're entertaining but uh, at that point I've, I mean, I've tried, I've, well, I've watched the film sort of four or five times in the last 
two or three weeks and at the same point in the movie I just begin to lose interest and suddenly I'm on my iPhone or I'm on the iPad or I'm looking out the window at a bird flying by because it's more interesting than what's happening on the screen um, and I always thought the, the title Hard to Die was a bit lacklustre especially for a horror movie it didn't really um, uh, because this is the, I should say this is the first time I've seen Hard to Die in the last few weeks um, so I didn't realise that it was a pun on Die Hard so I mean I'll give them kudos for that because it is um, you know they, they've taken Sorority House Massacre and turned it into kind of a Die Hard movie with chicks in, with machine guns running up and down a skyscraper well a tower block you know escaping a killer Um as I said, it starts out promisingly enough. I mean, as you were saying, I like the idea of just getting the girls into their knickers with the most contrived set of circumstances they can think of. Um, for starters, they arrive for this sort of manual labor dressed in, uh, like supermodels, uh, like trashy supermodels, I should say. Uh, and then when their outfits get wet, when the sprinkler goes off, they have to strip down and get into underwear for the rest of the movie. And I mean, I like just the idea that they're, you know, there's no pretense that says we're just going to put these big boobed girls in bikini, in um, knickers and bras and this is how we're going to do it um, yeah but once the like, Orville Ketchum to me is not an interesting character I don't get the appeal he I don't know I don't find him interesting or funny or and I don't know how he sustained a career over sort of three or four different movies um, I do like the idea that he keeps the key of the basement in his underpants which is a great place to keep a, a key I suppose um, although it would create uh, uncomfortableness i'm sure particularly when you're walking um i don't know maybe some people might like that justin um excuse you like me. to go sorry excuse me i thought you might like sort of like sharp metal sticking into your bits as you walk it might give you a bit of a thrill uh no eric i think you you thought it so you i think it's probably something <gasps> that happens to How you how dare you yeah mm. Well, I mean, the, fil the film is trying to be cartoony and, and uh, you know, it does succeed at that. It, it, it turns Orville Ketchum into kind of wily e. coyote by having him, um, you know, constantly coming back to life after being machine gunned and stabbed and thrown off buildings. Um, and I like I do like the bit where he falls off the building and the camera shakes in a kind of a, uh, a Looney Tunes cartoon way. But the thing with Looney Tunes is that three minutes long, whereas um, the sort of the Looney Tunes-ish part of Hard to Die goes on for about 45 minutes and really, to me, outstays, outstays its welcome. Um, the, sorority, or the Slumber Party Massacre footage at the start, which they use as well in Slumber House, no, not Slumber House, Sorority House Massacre 2, this is all getting very confusing. It just reminded me that Slumber Party Massacre was a much superior movie because you can even tell from those glimpses just how much more of a cohesive slasher movie it was um, and for me like, I was never into these like obviously I was never into these scream queens that were famous in the late 80s and early 90s but I mean they were to me they were never in good movies people like Brink Stevens Debbie Roshan or however you pronounce it Linnea Quigley Michelle Bauer all those never had any interest in them the the movies they were in to me were quite lacklustre and I prefer my scream queens to be like Jamie Lee Curtis Amy Steele Leslie Donaldson where they're actually in, in slasher movies that I like um uh, I do. I, having said that, I do like the. I, I can't. It's a uh, Gail Harris or Robin Harris, I think, is her pseudonym in this. It's just weird having this actress with a broad Yorkshire accent. Although at times I'm beginning, I, I'm, I'm thinking in the film that she's trying to mask it. I don't know, Justin. Did you get this? Sometimes she sounds like she's trying to sound American. Yeah, she um, starts starts off the film sounding American, and then she goes into broad Yorkshire. I think yeah. I was, part of me is thinking that it may have been because she was in. Slumber, sorry, Sorati House Massacre 2, wasn't she as well? She was, yeah. All and, the cast were, I think, yeah. Yeah, and she was, um, the same thing happened in that. And I think I kind of half of me thought she it was kind of an in-joke. 
uh, possibly that mm. they she starts off trying to put, um, mask it with an American accent and then it goes into really broad Yorkshire yeah. accent. I know. Oh, they'll funny. catch him. Yeah. yeah. I can't even do the Yorkshire accent myself. I shouldn't complain. I'd be complaining about it. Um, so, yeah, I think it plays well to its target audience, which would be teenage boys who are into boobs, which surprises me that you're such a big fan, fan of it, um, Nathan. But um, just big boob ladies with machine guns doesn't do anything for me. Um uh, but I've, I, like I haven't said that, I've seen plenty worse than Hard to Die. I can I can kind of see why you like it. But for me, it has no second act. It has an introduction and then it has an hour of just people with running around with machine guns. And, you know, just there was not, not enough there for me to enjoy it. And as I said, I just got really bored sort of maybe 20 minutes into the film. And I just never, it just never wrangled my interest back, I'm afraid. But uh, no, plenty, plenty worse. But uh, it's not one I will be revisiting. No matter how special an edition Scream Factory might come out with in the future, I don't think I'll be buying it. Sorry. Well, it, I mean, at least you said that there's been worse. So, I mean, I'll at least no, take that is very, very faint praise. No, there has definitely been worse. And I remember even reading in um, Video Watchdog uh, of all magazines, who are obviously our best friends, um, that the, even, what's his name, uh, Tim Lucas gave Heart to Die a good review. So I was thinking, okay, there must be more to this than just women in, with big boobs going around with machine guns but after watching it there isn't I'm afraid yeah I mean uh, it's it's hard for me to explain why I love it so much um, I don't know it's just everything in the movie clicks for me I find it cheesily entertaining um, I believe uh, we'll move to Joseph hmm well hard to die I, I, I'm not going to say I liked it, but I, I didn't hate it. The problem is that I think it's a movie that someone like, uh, you know, Mike, Bill, and Kevin would have a field day with, and I think it's Ooh. missing the, uh, the uh, Riff Tracks guys or the Mystery oh. Science Theater guys, and I think it's missing that kind of extra layer of uh, someone poking fun at it. Um, it. Certainly, it's 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 a movie you can poke fun at, but... Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the on the fence. I'm kind of on the side with Eric here. I find okay. uh, the uh, the setup is fairly entertaining, and uh, but you know once it gets into it, these girls are just kind of running around with machine guns. I just kind of, I kind of you know I watched it, but, but at the same time I was just kind of you know looking for little distractions to kind of make the time go by a little quicker. And they sit there and talk about you know just kind of mundane things like maybe we should move these boxes to the third floor what do you think about that the third floor is kind of kind of the perfect place to put all these boxes it just goes on and on and i'm like okay just get to the point now having said that um one thing i disagree with eric on is that i think orwell Ketchum was the most entertaining thing in the film i like that um he can get you know riddled with bullets and just keep coming back uh, i don't know so i found something about him endearing uh whereas the rest of the movie i just kind of found was a bit of a chore uh, now it, it's funny in places, and it's certainly never boring. Uh, but it, it's it's never boring in that way. Like, okay, you know, there's goofy, flashy things happening on screen, which is entertaining in and of itself. But uh, that's all there is to it. It's like someone. I guess it's kind of like a magician showing you a uh, a neat trick. Ooh, it's flashy, but you know, that's that's all there is to it. Now, there's there's no real substance here. It's just a goofy kind of Roger Corman style, uh, you know, throw a girl in some bra and panties and watch her get chased around kind of thing. And for me, I don't know. I just I, I look for a little more in 
in slasher films. Uh, as I get older, I guess, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I would have probably had a, a riot with this movie, just laughing and pointing at it and snickering. And But now I'm just like, okay, the joke is, uh, you know, it's already told its joke, and now they're just kind of repeating the same joke over and over for 90 minutes. So uh, let's move on to something else. But uh, So I didn't hate it, but didn't necessarily love it. I'll just say uh, middle of the road for me. Uh, it's worth one watch. Uh, I'd say if you're going for a, uh, a quote-unquote massacre-style film, stick with the Slumber Party films. Uh, not a big fan of the Sorority House films and of this. I think of the Sorority House uh uh, of where or whatever, I'd say this is the best one. Uh, I guess kind of damning with faint praise. Uh, but, you know, like, like I said, if you want to go with a massacre style, just stick with the original Slumber Party Massacre films. You know, like Eric said, they're a little more co cohesive, uh, certainly better made, and, you know, they don't rely. I mean, they have, they in and of themselves, they have some good, you know, sight gags and, you know, puns, but they don't, they don't kind of overdo it like, uh, hard to die so uh i'd say maybe a four four out of ten five if i'm being generous was that the sound uh, of i think it's interesting no actually i was thinking i was thinking it's interesting that you know one of the things you said uh, about you know the older you get the more you're looking for in a film because i'm like the opposite it's like the older <laughs> i get the more i like <laughs> stripes can you give me a break here <laughs> I think the dog's harassing her. Boomer, lay down. Lay yeah, down, I, buddy. I, I would agree with Nathan. Like the, the older I get, the, the more tolerant <coughs> of films that I had little time back in the day. But um, it's just not the case with Hard to Die, I'm afraid. Well, I think the oh, problem is that I, I think the problem is that I've spent you know 20 years just watching all this, for lack of a better word, crap. Let's, let's let's you know let's not let's not split hairs here, uh, and I kind of enjoying it on its own terms, but uh, you know I've seen all the crap, so now I, I, I'm looking for all the good, and uh, I just don't really you know I've I've wasted all my time on all the the silly stuff, so now I want to get to the I guess the good stuff as it were. See, I, I don't even consider it wasting. For me, it's like oh, bring on the silly stuff. I want to keep watching it. <laughs> Please keep making it. <laughs> Um, oh, and, uh, Justin, well, my friend, <laughs> um, my confidant, <laughs> please go. <laughs> right. Well, I can't remember which film it was, but, um, they said, and it was Miracle Pictures in, cause that's obviously comes out of Miracle Pictures. And someone said, um, if it's a good picture, it's a miracle. Uh, and I can't remember which film <laughs> that was from, but someone else, I saw someone, um, a review of it said, um, hard to die, AKA hard to watch. But I've got to say, I adore this movie. I really, really what? love <gasps> Hard to Die. Um, I think it's it's a riot from beginning to end. Uh, the cast and crew are clearly having absolute, you know, uh, you know, they're enjoying every minute of it. Um, I, I, you know, for me, a lot of their kind of late '80s, early '90s slash movies fall flat. Um, it's not my preferred period. Um, you know, like Eric, I, you know, I prefer the 70s, early 80s, kind of up to mid 80s kind of slash movies. Um, but I kind of really enjoy this. I think it's 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 tongues in its cheek all the way through. It's got loads of sight gags. Um, the fact is it's got loads of naked ladies in it, which, to be, to be honest, most of the time would bore me, you know, rigid, rather than the other way. Yeah. But, um, 
but um but i thought with this it's so playful you know things like about you know sort of saying oh push your chest up against the door all those kind of things it's almost like a carry-on film um i just thought it's just really good fun it was um you know for me it's a perfect kind of beer and pizza movie uh so i so i i can see some people you know might not like it but i you know i, I was re-watching it and i thought well maybe i wouldn't like it as much i remember liking it but i just thought it was it was charming in a kind of really cheesy way um and i thought all the women in it were engaging i love 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 the the ending with the, the machine gun fight is as, as nathan said it was brilliant and i love the woman who played the kind of the killer um when she's possessed it was just uh, you know you've got the um the the yorkshire lass running away from her in high heels clopping down the um uh, down the hallway to get away from her and she's just she's just having a riot she's having a great time and i think that really translates onto the screen um uh, it's you know i think it's it's effortlessly entertaining um and it's you know i can really see why people wouldn't like it but um you know orville ketchum all of that kind of thing i just think it's it's made by people who have a genuine love for the genre um but don't take themselves too seriously so uh yeah it's a two thumbs up from me <gasps> yay Eric, very excited what, yeah what are we going to do with them <laughs> I, think be, I think we're being bullied in this episode i think we are i feel i'm being bullied i went straight to hr what? <laughs> you both bullied me you insulted my choice yeah well, what's and you know try? what um i've got some news for you for you naysayers you're um, going to be very shocked to learn this, and I bet it's going to change your opinion about the film. What? So picture this, if you will. The year was 1990. Horror was scarce. You know, we weren't getting much in the way of horror. And not many people know this because it's very top secret, but the reason we weren't getting that much horror is that there was a meeting with the United Nations about banning horror films worldwide. But a plucky young man who shall remain anonymous showed up at one of the final meetings of banning horror films and presented our world leaders with a film known as Hard to Die. When the world leaders saw this film, they realized that horror films cannot be banned or else we wouldn't get films of this caliber ever again. After an intense debate, they decided horror films should not be banned, and that's why we still have horror movies today. And you can thank Hard to Die for that. Oh, well, well, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> as well it should. See, it sounds, like, see. It sounds like you're writing your own little movie there. Yeah. No. I, this Do you remember to take true. your medication this morning? This was, this was true. Oh, I took my meds. Um, I'd, like you to cite, I'd like you to cite your sources, please. Um, uh, well, let's just say plucky, the plucky young man that presented it to them. Um, I know him very personally, and I'm not going to oh, name names, okay. but it wasn't Justin, it wasn't Joseph, and it wasn't Eric. It was me. Was it, was it George? <laughs> George Glass. I just saw um, I just saw Spider Man outside. So I just saw go. I just saw Susie singing a song with a tune. <laughs> but it's not too hard to believe. It is. Anyway, um, no, I didn't hate Hard to Die. I just uh, I don't know. The one thing I do one thing I do appreciate about it is that it does have that genuine. Um, I guess, like Justin was saying, it has that kind of the feeling that these people love these movies, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I felt it could use more of the, um, I guess the stalk and slash to kind of, you know, maybe they kind of like portioned it a little better in the middle, I guess, uh, instead of just kind of 
going off all the the whole just uh, people running around in their underwear thing. And maybe you know, in, in that in and of itself, it's not bad. I just I think it could have used more. I guess more of a little bit of a serious side, maybe. Yeah, I, I kind of like the campiness of it. I guess that's kind of why I like it so much. Um, I love the I, I name. I love campy stuff. I'm sorry. I love I love campy stuff. Don't get me wrong. I just think uh, you know, 90 minutes of nothing but camp. I, I kind of I don't know. It's just not. You must have watched the longer version because I watched the 77 minute version. Uh, well, I don't know how long the running time was, but you know, it felt like 90 minutes at least. Well, there is a longer version, and uh, but the shorter version cut out like a lot of extra stuff that Roger Corman thought wasn't really necessary. Does I'm watching I love the 83 minute version. Hmm. I love the fact that the name of the Chinese delivery place is Chow Down Delivery. Yeah. And the woman is playing the the Chinese woman. She's not. She's a blonde actress, isn't she? She's not one of the playmates. Well, she, she's a she's a Playboy playmate. Yeah. 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 She was in um, Evil Tunes. Right. Monique Gabrielle. Yeah. But yeah, I love the I love the chow down delivery just because it's so ridiculous. Racist. um, Very racist. (laughs) (laughs) Um and I also love when her body is found. I mean, earlier she was completely engulfed in flames. But when they find her body's found in the elevator, it looks like just a few shreds of her clothes are burned. I know, especially it looked like it was a nylon nightmare as well. So you would have thought that thing would have gone up like a... Like a this is going to sound kind of weird, but one movie this reminds me of, Hard to Die reminds me of, but that I think did this kind of uh, formula a little better is a Killer Party with a, the whole possession. And yeah. the, the, char- the characters are kind of goofy, but in that, I, it had more of a, I guess, an edge to it that I appreciated a little more here. I would agree. I would agree. That's a tough one because I love Killer Party. Joe, you know other film, it's 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 almost like a virtual remake of uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> oh, Hard to Die is way better than Hellraiser. Let's no, it's just not. Be well, they, they open they open like the an almost Chinese puzzle box type container to unleash the demon. Yeah. So it's very Hellraiser esque. Oh, well, that's very and true. also and also the victims they had families they had loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for the victims. Oh, Nathan! <laughs> I did. Like I felt. I, I actually, I, we joke about it, but at the time, I felt genuine sympathy for the characters in Sleep White Camp Two and Three. Yeah, because it's all about characters. In those movies. Yeah, I felt like I felt genuine sympathy for the audience. <laughs> <clears throat> So one one thing I because I it's because it's jokey nature. I mean all the way through at the end it's got um, um, it credits the underwater unit. What was that about? Was that just a joke? Do you think? I think it, it was just a joke, just like yeah. Orville in orbit is a joke. Yeah, yeah. There was there was something else in the end credits as well that was kind of funny. Uh, let me look at my notes. I can't remember what. Keep talking. What did you think of the squeakiness in the shower scenes? They always put squeaky sound effects. It's like they're rubbing over like a hard surface or something. Well, with those implants, they probably were. Oh, you're right. You know, maybe there's a reason he added those sound effects. Um, What's a picture of Chi-Chi's, by the way? Does anyone know? What is Chi-Chi's? Yeah, well, I don't, it's, it's supposed to be, I guess it's some kind of drink. I don't know. It must, it must be, yeah, because the, <coughs> the, the agent tells well, if anyone us. would know, it would be Justin, wouldn't it? Yeah, surely. Justin? Justin. I've never heard of a picture of Chi-Chi's. No. Mm. No, no idea. If you, it's, dr- you, would, you would drink it anyway, though, I'm sure. Well, it depends what it is. 
because it may be. I, know. Like, I, don't, I don't think that matters to you, does it? Well, if it's a, it could be a picture, like as in baseball. Probably not. No. No. <laughs> I but, wouldn't say so. No. But if it's wet and got uh, alcohol content above um, <laughs> point zero one, then yeah, I'll drink it. I thought so. Yeah. The other um, credit uh, at the end is personal training for Orville Ketchum was by Hard Bodies for you. I think. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love how sleazy the um, the boss is. He's such a sleaze bag. That's the corporate <laughs> world for you, Mr. Plimpton. Yeah, I think it's just uh, I I don't know if he, it's kind of one of those movies that probably has to catch you in the right mood, perhaps. But I'm, I'm kind of I I'm impressed that we've got such a big split down the middle. That's Eric. yeah, it's unusual that it is kind of fifty fifty, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I, I watched I. I, as you said, Justin, I thought maybe it was a film you had to watch in the right mood. So I've tried. I've watched it several times over the last couple of weeks, and uh, it just like I'm there with it for 20 minutes, and then I just lose interest completely. Because as I said, I, I still think it's missing that second act. It goes from act one to act three, and it just act three is too prolonged, and and te- I just find it a bit tedious. Although um, it's playing in the background here, and the scene with the on the porn movie set is there, and the woman with the really dirty feet, which I thought was quite funny as well. Mm. <laughs> I do tend to uh, split people down the middle, so. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> J- Nathan, Nathan, do you um, do you're watching the shorter version? Does that have the the porno scene in it? No, the shorter yeah. version cuts out the porno. I've seen both versions, but the yeah. shorter version cuts out the porno scene, and it also yeah. cuts out some of the scenes with uh, Forrest uh, J. Ackerman. You know the mm. the uh, doctor scientist or whatever that they call about the um, the puzzle box. Mm. Oh, right. Okay, so I didn't realise there was different versions of it. Yeah, so this version I'm watching is the 83-minute cut, and it has Jim Minorsky uh, cameoing as a porn movie director, trying to direct a woman who has the filthiest feet I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. And what's the the other woman? What's her name? She's the one from um, oh, Kelly, Kelly Maroney. Maroney. Kelly yeah. Maroney. I was surprised actually that Kelly Maroney, because I didn't, I don't remember her going topless in other movies, but she's got. A she lot did. Of, did she? She goes topless in Scream Queen's Hot Tub Party. Oh right, okay. <laughs> that, cl- that classic, <laughs> that classic one. I was it's, say- it's a, um, it's one of those movies where they get like five, like Brink Stevens is in it, Michelle Bauer, uh, oh. Kelly Maroney, and a few others, and it's like the five of them in a hot tub. Of, it's mainly a clip movie. They just show various clips from their films and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I was actually was really clip. shocked. <clears throat> I, I was really shocked. For a second. Oh, the clip. Yeah, and I thought. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, Eric. That's what I thought. That's what I, I genuinely thought that that's what Nathan said. No, as a clip, it ends with a P. Yes, I know. I know. I understand now. Yeah. I don't think okay. Kelly Maroney would have been in, or Brink Stevens would have been in uh, that type of movie, would they? Well, Brink Stevens definitely would. She did topless in a bunch of movies, but Kelly Maroney was the shocker to me. But she does this whole scene um, where she's like working out topless. Okay. Oh, interesting. No, I mean, I, I can't imagine doing a, bot- a bottomless movie. Yes. Yes. You know, but anyway, no. no. You can't imagine? I thought you have done some of those. <gasps> Sorry? What, I, you said I, you can't imagine doing a bottomless movie, and I said, I thought you had done some of those. Isn't there some of your movies you find in Spanish flea markets? Did we talk about that before? Yes. Yeah, but Spanish I, supermarkets. I haven't been in them. <laughs> oh, okay. You just watched them. No, no. <laughs> I just saw them on a shelf. You are a pervert. <laughs> we saw them in a Spanish supermarket. They were kind of like... Oh, I told, okay. We didn't see them as in watch them. They were just on a shelf. <laughs> Goodness sake. What do you take me for? 
purpose. <laughs> well, Eric says it all the time, and it's one of those things when you know it, it gets said so much, it starts to be believable. Yeah. Well, Eric's calling me a pervert, and he keeps on fantasizing about having sex with um, um, Bob Hoskins' corpse <laughs> at a toilet. Yeah. It's kind of like you know. Hello. Did you say Toya or a toilet? A toilet and Toya. Well, they're interchangeable. Oh, yeah, what yeah, did you say, Justin? They're Justin? interchangeable. No, they're not. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> the toy is hardly flushed with success these days, is she? Oh, very good. She oh, is actually. Is she? What a cash yes, attic? She was on some some um, holiday of my childhood program on BB- daytime BBC last year. Oh, what's what did she, she went? She went. On a canal trip in Wales. On a penny farthing. No, she's on a canal. She's on a canal boat. Oh, we, you talked about that. I know. That yes, was it was brilliant. Yeah. It's Len Goodman ha- from Strictly Come Dancing. Have they had the Baftas yet? Uh, they have, and they didn't win, which I'm surprised. Mm. But anyway, let's get back to Hard to Die. I'm sure our yes. our listeners. I love are. the um, interview with Diana by the way, when um, he goes, how's your typing? And she's like, well, as long as you're not worried about accuracy, 14 words a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, is there anything else to say about Hard to Die before we move on to some feedback? Uh, not feedback, sorry, uh, background. I love that Orville Ketchum eats raw meat sandwiches. Mm, yeah, is that what it was? I didn't like that. Yeah, it's like raw meat, it looks like, on a sandwich. <clears throat> and I also love that he, um, to heal himself, he staples a bandage around his wound. That's very that's very Rambo. Yeah. He's he, he's he's actually one of probably the toughest movie characters I've ever seen. I'm surprised and he didn't become here's an another action thing. hero. Uh, one thing that I don't understand is so the whole movie they think he's the killer. So of course he's getting beat up like the whole movie, but he keeps trying to save them regardless. I'm like I would think it eventually I'd be like forget it. <laughs> They've done beat me up enough. I'm out of here. Why does he just say something? Yeah, what did he... Yeah. Well, in one scene, he tries to say Dawn, like her name, but she starts stabbing him right when he says it, so... Hey, up, I'm really Dawn. get out. A... <laughs> Maybe he has, he has problems talking, except for when he's giving them basement keys. Well, I suppose lots of men are have difficulty talking to big boobied ladies who are prancing around them in lingerie. And when he's doing the story, I cannot remember the names he uses for the girls. But because, like, I watched Shorty House Massacre 2 and Hard to Die back to back this week. So, and they both feature, like, him giving a narration over the Slaughter Party Massacre footage. But in one of them, it's so ridiculous because he's got, he says something like, he got Ginger, then he went after Marianne. And I'm like, that was so stupid. <laughs> so obviously a Gilligan's Island <laughs> joke, which was oh, very I, dumb, but funny. I wouldn't have got that. I never watched Gilligan's Island, so... You never I, I, watched I, I, it? No, no. I don't know if it was ever shown over here. No, I didn't but, um, see it. Never saw it. Yeah. In Sorority House Massacre 2 as well, Orville Ketchum keeps the key in his underpants as well. We, I suppose we should say at this point that it was it's, it is kind of a remake. Well, it is the remake of Sorority House Massacre 2. And we'll get onto that in the background, I'm sure. But mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I was trying to think if there's anything else. I'm looking at my notes here that uh, we did not touch upon that I'd like to touch upon. Um, oh, Nathan. I am sick of you, Mr. Kenneth. Fine. That's moving violations, which I watched <laughs> last night, by the way. Yeah, that was my I'm sick of you, Mr. Cannon moment. I've never seen moving violations either. <gasps> no, sorry. Neither have I. Oh, my God, Eric, it's awesome. No, I can actually back him up. This movie is hilarious. 
It's one of the Ch- funniest Chevy 80s Chase. comedies. It's, no, it's uh, it's it's Bill Murray's brother John. If you if you, oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you like the Police Academy movies, you'll like movie <laughs> Violations. <laughs> I actually think it's it's oh, funnier not on than the, Oh, not on Curry Fra. I think it's funnier than Police Academy movies. I do too. I Plus, there's a funnier. lot of there's a lot of horror film references in the film. Because one of the characters is all about horror movies, so. You know, because when I watched it with Wes last night, he's like, "That's you." It's got. I'm just looking at an IMDb. It's got Brian Backer and Ned Eisenberg from The Burning in it. Yeah, Ned Eisenberg is the character that loves horror movies in the all film. Right. He's all about scary movies. And Jennifer Tilly's in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's check that one out. Anyway, yes. sorry. Oh no, no. I mean that's that's good. Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything in the um, in the film. To be honest. Um, I love the fact, oh, uh, here's one more thing I wanted to say. I love the fact that at the end, even when the final girl tells the cops that Diana was the killer, they still think Orville Ketchum's the killer. Because he says something like, oh, she must be out of her mind. She don't know what she's talking about. It's like he just wants Orville Ketchum to be the killer so bad. Well, it's very difficult to take seriously a supermodel who's in her brown pants. Yeah. But she ends up shooting him, too. (laughs) Due process doesn't exist in Hard to Die. No. What also doesn't exist is AIM, because here's the thing. If you want to be safe in Hard to Die, just stand in between the two girls shooting each other with machine guns. <clears throat> Standing yeah. off to the side will get you killed. But if you stand right between them, you're, you're good. That's physics for you. you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm glad they, uh, <clears throat> they researched that. <clears throat> but anyway, I think that's all I've got. Okay. It's just it's such a brilliant movie. I just I just have so much I want to say. I know you're very excited, Nathan. But yeah, I'm very on. excited this morning, mm-hmm. and it's real early. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's move on to uh, um, some background. So, who would like to go first? I'll, I'll go. go first. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. It was shot in ten days. Um, Jim Minorsky in an interview said that Roger Corman, you know, likes his film short and to the point, and that's the reason he cut out, you know, like we discussed earlier, some of the scenes uh, with Force J. Ackerman and also the um, the porn scenes. Like, uh, the shorter version was the original released version, but since then, like, um, the longer version's been released as well. <clears throat> and, of course, there's footage from Slower Party Massacre, and obviously that was just done to pad running time because, you know, when you film for only, like, you know, like just a, a very short time frame. There's only so much footage you have. So um, that's one thing. Uh, when uh, Deborah Dutch, uh, her character died, she said in an interview that um, every time she hit the floor, her legs would always fly up. And um, eventually uh, Jim Wynorski just said, keep it, because it, uh, it just turned out to be funnier than her just hitting the floor. Which I agree with. I think her legs flying up like that is just so over the top. Um, the main five girls were uh, former Playboy playmates. Uh, the HBO version bo- boasts the beginning logo of Miracle Pictures, which Justin mentioned earlier, which uh, was most likely being named after Miracle Studios from Hollywood Boulevard, which is another Roger Corman flick. Um, many posters from Jim Wynorski's other films can be seen in Acme Lingerie, such as Chopping Mall, Return of the Swamp Thing, and Not of This Earth, the remake. Um, <clears throat> when Sorority House Massacre 2 was made, Roger Corman was on vacation, and um, Jim Wynorski um, had spoken with Roger Corman's wife, and um, she had let him just basically t- 
to his own device, his makes, Rorty House Massacre 2, uh, pretty much behind Roger Corman's back. And when Roger Corman came back and Jim Wynorski, Jim Wynorski showed him the film, he liked it enough that he um, gave Jim Wynorski a little bit bigger of a budget and uh, wanted him to remake it. So he remade it as Hard to Die, which, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of people consider it like the third sequel. But, I mean, it's kind of a remake. I don't know. It's one of those weird situations where it's a sequel slash remake, I guess. Um, but it could also easily be its own standalone film as well, which is why it doesn't have a part three attached to it for its official title. Um, the video box, like we said earlier, um, um, it's kind of a, a play on Die Hard because the video box, if you look at it and read the back, it doesn't sound like a slasher movie at all. I mean, it does make it sound like uh, a Die Hard action film in a you know, in, in the skyscraper building. But I mean, it's, it's not like a, a typical action film. I mean, they don't even get the guns until like the last 15 minutes of the movie. But, um, I mean, that is all that I've got. So Joseph. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but it was also at one point known as tower of terror. Did you mention that? No, I did not. Okay, yeah, it's known as Tower of Terror. Uh, let's see. Bob Sheridan, who did a lot of the songs on the soundtrack as Mr. Moderation, um, uh, died in 2014 at the age of 64. He This song also, the song uh, on the end credits, Women Are Like That, um, also played in Bikini Drive-In. Uh, a room at the bottom, which is in the film, was in Point of Seduction 3, Body Chemistry, uh, in Munchie Strikes Back, uh, women are like that. It was also in the first Munchie film, uh, uh, Sorority House Massacre Two. Uh, also had room at the bottom, so there's uh, definitely uh, just kind of playing of the songs over and over again. He was an actor in Hard to Die. He was a cop in the lobby. He was a moving man in Sorority House Massacre Two. And that's pretty much all the info I had. I mean, I I looked but couldn't really find much. And you've already mentioned all the other stuff I'd found, so. Uh, Derek? Yeah, okay, well, uh, Jim Wynorski has directed under the pseudonym Arch Stanton, mm. which, uh, oops, there's my love beads again, um, which apparently is a name on a gravestone in the film The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Um, uh, this was Jim Wynorski's 10th movie. I was looking at, uh, he's made 100 movies according to his IMDb page as of this moment. Uh, I was looking at some of his recent back catalogs, just the titles, and there's some great ones there. There's Cleavage Fields, which is, um, I suppose, a topless ladies version of uh, Cloverfield. Uh, oh, I love Cleavage Field. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, my God. It's so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> like, there's a scene where they have to go to the scientist to figure out what, you know, how the monster got on Earth. And the scientist is this blonde with glasses and her boobs are so big. <laughs> and like, of course, she's like, you know, um, obviously her getting topless is very important to the plot. So at yeah, one point, you know, she just rips her lab coat open to reveal her big boobs. <laughs> Excellent. It, it actually, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of warming to it now. Um I actually would quite like to watch it. I don't know what you're doing to Oh, me. my goodness. It's so ridiculous. And they really do try to, like, play it up, like, uh, as a parody of Cloverfield, by the way. Is it done fan footage style? Yes. <laughs> um, other movies, recent movies in his back catalogue with similar type of um, punny porn titles include Scared Topless, The Devil Wears Nada, which I quite liked, uh, House on Hooter Hill, and The Hills Have Thighs, which I thought was quite clever. 
No? Yes. Um, yes, yes. Uh, the agent in the movie uh, goes under the character name of Walter Paisley, which is a character name that Dick Miller, the actor, used, uh, was, well, was christened with a lot in various movies, including uh, Bucks of Blood, The Howling, Twilight Zone, and then Jim Minorsky's finest hour, in my opinion, uh, Chopping Mall. Uh, Robin Harris, whose real name is Gail Harris, or her maiden name is Gail Thackeray, she was, she's the lead, uh, she plays Dawn in the film. She was a pay, British page three model. Do you remember page three models, Justin? I do, Back yes. in the 80s, they were yeah. a big deal in the 80s. I don't know if you guys in the States know, but page three models were basically, you'd open your tabloid like the sun or the mirror and there'd be a topless woman on page three. And it, this was big business for models back in the day and for tabloid newspapers as well. I think they're, they're, they're gone now, that's... Thing. That yeah, whole phenomenon is over. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't read British tabloids, so I wouldn't know. Um, but anyway, she was a famous page. Well, she was a page three model, and she featured in uh, the Electric Blue series of soft core porn movies before um, breaking into well into Hollywood and in inverted commas. Uh, and she's now sort of an adult website entrepreneur. Um, Karen Mayo Chandler, who plays Diana in the movie, and Justin pointed out, is quite fun uh, when she's playing the possessed uh, character towards the end. She sadly passed away in 2006, and like a lot of the cast, she ended up appearing in a lot of Jim Minorsky movies. She was in, um, you know, 976 Evil 2. Uh, Deborah Dutch, she plays Jackie, uh, had an uncredited role uh, in a bona fide slasher classic, Graduation Day. Uh, and Bridget Carney plays Shana. Uh, it says on the IMDb that she was interred at San Fernando mission cemetery but it doesn't actually say anything about her dying anywhere else on the web page so i don't know if that's true or not uh, all i know is that she's no credits on her imdb page beyond 1991 so it may be that she is sadly no longer with us uh, and that's all i have for hard to die apart from the fact do that you, do you know who deborah dutch played in graduation day um there is a character name for her. I can't remember what it was, but it didn't ring any bells. Do you? She's um, the screaming girl with Vanna White. You know, the one they always bump oh, into right. those two girls. She's girl the Vanna White's much. friend. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, then she plays one of my favorite characters in Graduation Day because I love yeah. those <laughs> Um Justin. Um, well, I think you've pretty much covered most of it. A few little bits um, haven't been mentioned. Uh, Eric said about Gail Harris was from Yorkshire. She was born in Batley, which is the um, the Yorkshire town where they had the golf club. Do you remember that um, clip? Oh, that video, those... yeah. Yeah, that was, um, that was the Batley golf club. With that where... girl dancing so brilliantly to um, Life on Mars. Well, yeah, and also um, Glenn, Glenn, what's his name? Um, uh, Glenn Miller. Do you remember those dark, bizarrely dancing to um, all the kind of 40s stuff as well? And then oh, the golf club. Yeah, I know it's very strange, but it must have been a kind of like an in joke back there. But anyway, she was from Batley. Um, she, like you say, she was in the Electric Blue series, like uh, one of uh, one called Trashy Ladies Wrestling, which sounds um, very entertaining. The film was actually <laughs> made in. I might have mentioned this. Made in 1989. Um, it went through by a number. Say so the chronology of the whole films are quite confused, and I think it was kind of, you know, it's often pointed out that um, they use as. You, mentioned already about um slumber party massacre as a flashbacks for for this um but um it was also uh i went under the name nighty nightmare 2 because it was a nighty nightmare was the original title for sorority house massacre 2 wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, yes and uh the film actually got a cinema release in 1992 apparently um it was released on home video under three titles hard to die sorority house massacre 3 hard to die and as uh, joseph said um tower of terror um it says yeah the film was uh, released direct to video in 1990 but it's released through the theoretic 
Theatrically. Theatrically, yes, um, in 1992 under the name Tower of Terror and received an NC-17 rating. Um, I think that everything else has already been been said on it. I uh, don't think there's anything else. Um, there was a... It looks like the, the title was registered in 1987, which suggests that it was kind of in gestation for a little bit longer than we might have imagined. But, uh, but uh, everything else I've got, I think you've already already said so uh yeah so that's um hard to die anything else nathan you would like to add um i will say at one point the doctor in the movie's name is dr newton and at one point don says he hasn't called back and um jackie says who fig newton and i just think it's important that we all know that fig newtons are a popular sandwich cookie well, see, that's uh, that's another reference I wouldn't have got. Have you never had one no. or seen one? No. Have you, ever Eric? I'm sorry, I didn't catch any of that because there was such a severe echo on it that I couldn't make out what you were saying. Oh, <laughs> I said that um, at one point they reference Fig Newtons. Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea what Fig Newtons are. Oh, Joseph? It, it's a cookie. Oh, okay. I like cookies. Well, I wouldn't call it a cookie. It's more like a, like some kind of doughy substance with like fake jam stuffed inside of it. Sounds, sounds even nicer. I was going to oh. sing the theme song, but I'm not going to. Oh, I got it from The Simpsons. Go on, Nathan. Um, uh, <laughs> ooey gooey, richy chewy inside. Golden flaky tender cakey outside. But the inside and the outside, is it good? Darn, Darn tootin. tootin. Doing the fig, fig, newton. Here's pig. the tricky part. <laughs> <laughs> was there something about okay. a pig, pig in there? I don't, yeah. It right. was. It was like a jingle for Fig Newtons. It's, it's Homer's mother played by played by Glenn Close sang it to him when he was a child to put him to sleep. I so think, there you go. I think we've either hit a new high or a new low on the podcast. I'm not sure which. So this will be high. our last. Ep- this will be our last episode. Trust me, it's a it's a new high today. Well, if you think it's a high, you think it's a low. Why not write in and let us know? <clears throat> so that that even rhymed. Um, okay, well let's move on to some feedback. So this is how to get in contact with the show, and we're back in a second. Be sure to search for and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at thc underscore podcast. Our voicemail is eight five eight two three three nine two eight one. And you can email us directly at the.hysteria.continues at gmail.com. Yes, please do get in contact with us um, and let us know how we're doing or how we're not doing. Um, And uh, have we got any feedback this time? I know I've got one here. I have one. Okay. And we have a couple of the uh, Facebook hard-to-die thingies. Shall we do that first? Sure, I can read these. There's only three of them this week. Uh, Tom Virtuoso says, Orville Ketchum's reveal of the basement keys scene still holds up, especially the reaction. Shamey never made it to space. Also, the squeaky balloon sound during the gratuitous shower scene never gets old. Uh, Chris Schroyer says, I've often wondered what Orville in orbit would have been like. And finally, Mike Alishan says, no sorority house massacre one and two first. The first time you guys are going out of order, sad face. And that's all the Facebook feedback we have this week. Okay. Um, 
Well, thank you for that feedback. I think it always, I think there's always, I'm not saying, because I obviously love Hard to Die, but sometimes when you get very little feedback on a film, I think sometimes that may reflect its quality. Do you think? Yes. Yes. God, the last episode, I felt like it just kept going and going and going. All the feedback we had. What did we do in the last episode? It follows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, who would like to go next? Okay. I have one here. Okay. And this is from uh, Steve Yacht. And he says, hello, really enjoyed the recent Supporting Characters podcast with J.A. Kurzweil. That was the podcast, of course, you were interviewed on, Justin, a few weeks ago. Uh, You touched on a lot of the reasons I love the work he and his fellow co-hosts do with Hysteria Continues. When I first discovered the Hysteria Continues several years ago, it was a thrill to find people who shared my love of these films. But after a while, the real reason I keep tuning in was the conversation and chemistry of the hosts. The Hysteria Continuous is the first podcast I ever started listening to, and it's easily still my favourite. So thanks for the extensive interview, and I'm looking forward to checking out your other episodes. And of course, I'll keep listening to the Hysteria Continues as long as they keep recording. Take care, Steve Yacht. Oh. Thank you very much, Steve, even yes. though it's mainly a love letter to Justin. But Well, thank you, Steve, yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure no, Eric... Yeah. Yeah, Eric, you... Hmm? But Eric, you've Sorry. done you've done stuff. You've kind of been on other podcasts, haven't you? The retro movie. I was on I was on Meep's podcast Meeps. a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. The thing with uh, the the Meep podcast is that his knowledge is so vast that they end up discussing sort of like twenty thirty movies per podcast, and my um, uh, my spectrum of knowledge would be much narrower. I'm afraid. Okay. I do the Made for TV Mayhem podcast with Amanda by Night. Mm-hmm. You know, me, her, and Dan Budnick, who was uh, with Bleeding Skull. We do it. It's, it's like once a month. Oh, we'll right. do an episode. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it should be, it should be plucking anything anything else you're doing extracurricular. Yeah. Well, well, it depends what it is. Obviously, Nathan, um, Eric, as yeah. long as it's legal. Um, yes. Not <laughs> to tell me. Nathan is the one that, is, is the one that does the illegal stuff. <gasps> Wait a minute. No, you do illegal stuff because you download movies all the time. Hey! That is an absolute sweeping generalization. That's his, his friend does that. My friend does that. So does mine. I think it's because the uh, the term released in Dublin now has gone into the common vernacular. Yes. <laughs> it's the one with baby Jesus. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, um, right, well, thank you for that. Um, shall I go? I've got one here. So uh, it says, hey, guys, I wanted to give Joseph props for mentioning the greatest tales from the Dark Side episode seasons of belief on last week's show i saw the seasons of belief episode when i was way too young and spent the next decade being traumatized by it i was curious do you have do you four have any movies books tv shows that terrified you at a young age um so anyone want to take that question Hmm. What, what terrified what terrified you at a young age eric um being bullied by skinny goths was a constant fear yeah but that's not a tv show or a Oh, okay, no, um, I did see a t- made-for-TV movie called Cruise Into Terror. Mm. I don't know if anyone remembers that. It was made for TV in 1978, and I must have saw it around that time. And it, it's um, cheesy as hell, but it scared the bejesus out of me back then. And also um, watching Halloween 2 for the first Sorry. time when I was 11. Yeah. Sorry, I've just being... got, sorry, I've just got um, Argento's just leaped up on top of something. So keep going if you hear any crashes. <laughs> um. I mean, I was very easily scared as a child. So, I mean, the Jaws scared the bejesus out of me when I saw that on television at age about five or six. So what about you, Joseph? Well, if we're talking about uh, television, I'd say maybe uh, 
There's one from uh, released on HBO and the USA Network called The Dummy, and I think it was in 1982. I think uh, I, I think I saw it in '83 or '84 when I was uh, a wee little lad. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's basically a woman in her apartment being terrorized by one of those uh, I guess uh, ventriloquist dummies. And uh, there's a moment where um, uh, she's like behind a door and the dummy like peeks under the door, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe this this short is on YouTube if you want to look it up. But uh, is this, this isn't the short. This isn't from Trilogy of Terror, is it? No, it's it's a oh. uh, it's, it's something completely different. I, uh, I believe it's on. Um, let's see. Yeah, there it is. It's on YouTube. It's called The Dummy. It's from 1982. It's a short. It's like seven minutes long. Uh, it was released uh, HBO and USA and a couple other net- networks like between shows. Um, they used to release like little short segments, and uh, this was one of them. And uh, it terrified me as a kid. I, I haven't watched it in years. I'm, I'm actually interested in going back to see if it holds up, but uh, uh, I'm, I may do that after the show. But yeah, look that up. It's called The Dummy. It's on YouTube. But that's one that terrified me. And another. Um, as funny as this may sound, is Rawhead Rex. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. this movie this movie's not scary in the least now, but you know, in '86, uh, for some reason, that movie just kind of creeped me out. And I'd always like, you know, if I'd be walking like to a friend's house, like kind of late at night down the road or something, I'd always like fear walking by the woods because I'd be afraid, you know, Rawhead Rex would be in the woods or something. But um, wow, that's, that's just even, a couple. That's, that's just a couple. Worse. Yeah, yeah, that's even worse than uh, Nathan crying over the victims in Sleepaway Camp 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other one I remember, Justin, do you remember the, I think it was a British series called Armchair Thriller? I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, I do. yeah where the, just the opening credits where the shadow sits in the armchair used to scare me a lot. Mm. I think we've mentioned that one before, haven't we? Because it used oh, to be yeah. on, well, it used to be on um, at lunchtime as well. And so on weekdays, so if you're ever um, ill from school um, back home and there'd be Pebble Mill, which was kind of like the... Uh, I always remember they, they interviewed the Lutzes from the Amateur for Horror, the real people, and they showed some of the the uh, photos from the investigation of the little girl at the top of the stairs with the black eyes or the white eyes. I can't remember which one it is, but I remember that traumatised me when I was a kid. And then it was followed by Armchair Thriller, which was always had like, sometimes it quite often be supernatural stuff. And that was, that kind of traumatised me. So it kind of, it always, almost it kind of made me want to stay home from school just to be scared by, by that in the seventies. But, um, I mean, there's been loads, loads of kind of ones. Was Cruise into Terror? Was that the one with um, the the mummy, the sarcophagus on board? Or was that yes, one? it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. And anytime I focus on the sarcophagus, there'll be sort of eerie choral chanting. This is how I remember it. Yeah. Uh, Have you not seen it recently? Just... Not recently, no. Oh, you should. But I imagine. It. I, I imagine it's cheesy as hell. Oh, it's hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. I kind of um, I downloaded it when we went to Berlin last year. Um, I well, we um, purchased a copy and watched it. Oh, with <laughs> a few German, German beers but uh, yeah because it's got Susan Day George and um, Christopher George in it isn't it Lind- Linda Day George Linda, mean, sorry yeah Linda Day George sorry yeah um, bastard <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're in it but anyway it's, it's really good fun it's really cheesy because the sarcophagus breathes as well doesn't it, it expands and um, yeah it's definitely worth watching so I think Screen Queens did uh, did uh, Patrick did an episode they did yeah, back. yeah so uh, yeah definitely worth a watch but uh, who hasn't said Ooh, has anyone Scott, uh, Nathan hasn't <laughs> Oh, Nathan, what's your? What's I just can't think because I mean I, everything scared me as a kid. I was scared by everything I watched that was horror movie related. I mean, Slumber Party Massacre two terrified me. 
So, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that, I guess, in particular that stands out because I was a scaredy cat. Gosh, okay. <laughs> well, well there, you must have lived in perpetual state of fear. Yeah. That was awesome. Every time you saw a lady with big <laughs> boobs and, um, and uh, tight lingerie, you must have been terrified. <laughs> that terrified me. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. that was um, we're only halfway through the, this email, but um, uh, it goes on to say, also listening to you guys talk briefly about the Demons films last week was possibly the highlight of the episode. Can we just pretend they're slash movies and get a Demons double uh, feature episode, please? Um, I imagine Joseph will choose that at some point in the future. Um, am I right, Joseph? Hey. Um, uh, go- some, some kind of crack against me, Justin? Well, I was just saying that sometimes you, you play uh, loose and free with the, the rules about what is a slasher movie. You watch your goddamn tone. <laughs> no, um, actually, uh, if I could justify them a little more, I probably would pick them. I love them, but I don't know. Well, who knows? When we're all 72 or whatever, or, or you know, drawing a pension, maybe we'll get rent of demons. At some That's point next week for you. Eric's evil laugh. Um, yeah. Right, uh, he carries on and says, the last little bit, he says, one more thing, I know you've had Meep on the show, but would you guys consider doing an episode with both Meep and Ben as a sort of Hysteria Continues retro movie love mashup? I know six people might be a bit of a clusterfuck, but I think it'll all get gelled together pretty well. Thanks again for all the great episodes, Brandon Miller. Um, and I think that's an intriguing proposition. Yes. I mean, I th- yeah, yeah. Um, if you're listening, uh, Meep and Ben, then uh, if you'd be up for a special episode at some point in the future, um, then I think that would be that would be good fun, as long as Skype doesn't uh, implode at the thought of six people talking at once. Yeah. Speaking of things that terrify me, I just got sent a picture of some <laughs> wild-haired lady on Facebook. Oh, God, has Eric just sent a photo? Oh, God, yeah. Yes. An amazing, <laughs> an amazing photo. Toya and Lamal together at last. Looks like Toya and Justin. He does, he does look anything. a bit like Justin, yeah. But... Anything like me. But I can't imagine, I can't believe Lamal must be perhaps 50 and he looks like some stroppy teenager, doesn't he? He does, he does a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like a face like a slapped ass. Why? Hey. Is to- <laughs> I, wasn't to- I wasn't talking about Toya. Well, maybe I was just looking at. Why is she holding an orange? I, I actually cannot answer that. <laughs> I can I do not know why she's holding an orange. Well, in the um, in the Breaking Bad universe, oranges symbolizes death. So maybe she's a Breaking <gasps> Bad fan, and she's going to die soon. No, don't die, Toya. She looks a bit like some kind of everyone's um, favorite drama teacher. She you is know. my favorite drama teacher. Mm. So kind of wearing it's like some kind of weird caftan, and some looks like something she's made out of macrame. Yeah, well, you're all going to be wearing that now for the summer because she's a trendsetter and you're all going to be carrying oranges. Right, okay, well, let's see if that happens. I won't hold my breath. Um, So, any more feedback from anyone? I believe that's it. Well, uh, that was a relatively short one, as um, they usually say to Eric. Uh, Hey! So, um, they do not. Do they not? No. Are you sure? That's not what I've heard. Man. That's Man. not what I was told in Manchester. Um, so they wouldn't know. They've never seen it. <laughs> Why do they need a magnifying glass? <gasps> Harsh and hurtful. Thank you. Right. Okay. Moving on. So next time, I think uh, we'll be back. We're going back to listener picks, and as it's my choice, 
and I have like it's basically if you can imagine that a list of the, the most amazing slash movies ever made. Well, <laughs> just forget forget that list because what we do have is a list of listener picks. But on there, there are some gems, and um, I'm actually this is going to be this is going to be moving from this into the next one quite nicely because going from Tower of Terror, we're going to Tower of Evil, the British <gasps> proto slasher from 1972, which is very very slasher esque. So um, two slashers in one. Exactly, two slashes and one. So I'm looking forward to covering this. So we'll be returning next time. Um, we'll be up a tower with some teenagers, over to overage teenagers being bumped off one by one on an island. So join us for Tower of Evil next time. So um, anything else we wanted to say? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, say goodbye to the good people. And what are we playing out with, Joseph? This is Women Are Like That by Mr. Moderation. The end credits song to Hard to Die. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for listening and say goodbye to the good people. Bye. Au revoir, creeps. Orvilloir. <gasps> Such a joke of the week. Yep. Wow. It fit nicely. I don't need loop breaks these days. I don't know what's happening to me. I never have needed them. But of course, I go around before we start. That I'd like to be you to explain, Your Honor. Shut up, Mr. Kennedy. And Eric then I said his eyebrows are flaky. Ah! That's and then I said something crazy, and it seemed to wrap up a whole story. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the only problem is is when we get to the real shit. Shit. Yeah. And then there's still some. There's still some shit left. I already know the next one I'm picking. Oh god, what is it? But anyway, just because I've got, I can, I do the edit, so I can edit the bits to make me look good and you look bad, which is always nice. Boo.